Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Complete Game Podcast. I'm your host, Casey Guerin. Today we're going to be covering some week one waiver wire ads in your league. Uh, I have a list of 19 names that I put together. And I'm basically going to go over some, some waiver wire ads that you can add to your fantasy team after week one here, going into week two. So uh, I'm just going to go right to it. I'm going to try and keep this episode short, 20 minutes to 30 minutes give you some waiver wire ads that you can add to your team this week. At the end, I'll try and give you what my best waiver wire ads will be out of the 19. And uh, yeah, I'll tell you which ones I think are the best ones, which are the most high priority ones to add. So uh, let's just go right into it. I made a list, so I'm just going to go down the list. And then, like I said, at the end, I'll tell you which ones are the most high priority or the, or the best ones. So we'll start on the list with Joshua Kelly. So Joshua Kelly had 12 carries for the Chargers. Um, 60 yards, one touchdown. He was in on most goal line situations, so we're, we're pretty worried about Austin Eckler right now. Um, the good thing for Austin Eckler is that Kelly only played 24% of snaps, so with only 24% snap share, we're not too worried yet about Eckler, but uh, Joshua Kelly's definitely coming. I think Joshua Kelly will start getting more touches. Could be a waiver wire ad. We have seen in the past that Chargers offense that we could have kind of two running backs relevant we can kind of see that they that they might be able to have two fantasy relevant running backs josh kelly is definitely worth an ad definitely worth rostering um, not really worth starting right now but definitely worth adding on a roster going to number two i have jarek mckinnon jarek mckinnon caught three passes in his first game since uh 2017 or 2018 i'm, I'm not even sure but he hasn't played a game in over two seasons caught three passes in his first game back, scored a touchdown in his first game back. Um, he could earn a passing down role at the bare minimum. He had three three catches on five targets. He had more touches than Tevin Coleman already in the first game back. So you could see Jarek McKinnon. Um, if you watch the game, I, I watched some of the highlights, and, and he did look a little rusty. He hasn't played in two years, but he got five targets. He caught three balls. He scored a touchdown. He was in the game uh, for a decent amount, so that's good to see. Once he kind of shakes the rust off and, and gets back acclimated to the league, back acclimated to football, I think he could end up carving out a role for himself in this San Francisco offense, especially with an offense that where all their receivers are injured. So with all the receivers injured, you could see some targets go towards Jarek McKinnon. You, see, you could see McKinnon be some sort of a passing down back, and then hopefully he can grow from there. But uh, McKinnon's definitely worth an ad. Number three, I have Chase Edmonds on here. And Chase Edmonds is probably owned by somebody in your league, but I just threw him on here for some people that might be in smaller leagues that where maybe Chase Edmonds is not on a team right now. But uh, Chase Edmonds is the backup to Kenyon Drake, ended up scoring a touchdown, 34% snaps, had six rushes, three catches. And I think uh, Chase Edmonds is a really solid player. He's really fast. He knows the offense. Had a huge game last year when he was the starter. If Drake goes down at all, then you're going to see Chase Edmonds explode. And you've already seen after one week that even with Drake uh, being the starter there now, that Chase Edmonds is still going to get some touches, still going to get 8 to 10 touches per game. And he already scored a touchdown, so he's still still going to have some, some small value even with uh, Drake there. So Edmonds isn't just a straight handcuff. Edmonds actually does have uh, some value here, so Edmonds definitely worth rostering as well if Drake ever goes down. Edmonds is a huge fantasy add. 
So uh, instead of waiting until Kenyon Drake gets injured or, or something like that, just get Edmonds on your roster now. Number four, I have Scott Miller from the Buccaneers. And just real fast, uh, these number orders aren't any sort of significance. This is just how I have them on my uh, Microsoft Word document. So the the number has nothing to do with the significance of the of the waiver wire ad. So number four, I have Scott Miller. Scott Miller, with Mike Evans having a hamstring injury, played 61% of the snaps, and that'll likely go way up if Evans has to miss any games. If they decide to not risk it with Evans after this week, maybe they decide to just give him a week or two off and let the hamstring heal. Um, Scott Miller had five catches for 73 yards on six targets. That's over 10 PPR points. That's, that's a decent game. That's a really solid game for Scotty Miller there played uh, over half the snaps and if you see Mike Evans gets uh, if you see Mike Evans missing any time then Scotty Miller will definitely get a lot more looks and he he could be worth an ad especially if Evans is going to battle this hamstring injury and these hamstring injuries they don't just last one week and they go away they linger for for a couple weeks so if they do decide to hold out Mike Evans you're going to see a huge increase in role and usage for Scotty Miller number five Traquan Smith Michael Thomas battling a high ankle sprain. He's going to try to play through it, but even uh, even if he does play, these high ankle sprains are tough. We saw with like Saquon Barkley last year. We've seen with other guys in the league where you see these high ankle sprains. It, it's tough to recover in just a few weeks. It, it takes a while to recover from these ankle sprains. Um, I don't really have any stats or data behind it, but when you see guys get these foot injuries and uh, – these ankle injuries and hamstring injuries and things like that, they usually linger for a couple weeks. So I think uh, with Michael Thomas battling this high ankle sprain, I think you're going to see Traquan Smith step into a much bigger role here. He did play 65% of the snaps this week. I know he, he didn't really have a good game. I think he just had one catch this week. But if Michael Thomas is going to have to miss some time or, or be injured, Michael Thomas could just be out there as kind of like a fake decoy guy just going out there and gunning it out even with uh, this ankle sprain. So you could see Traquan Smith start to get more targets, start to get more playing time, start to be on the field more often. And if he's going to be kind of the number two receiver for Drew Brees here, um, number two or three, I mean, San- Emmanuel Sanders is still there too, but I like Traquan Smith personally as a player. I'm a big fan of Traquan Smith's actually. So if Michael Thomas has to miss time or he's going to be battling this injury, um, you're definitely going to want to add another Saints receiver in, in the Saints offense with Drew Brees. So Traquan Smith could be worth an add pretty much in uh, mostly PPR leagues. If Only if you're like a 12-team really, really deep league, I would add Traquan Smith. But if you see after one week with Michael Thomas battling this injury that Traquan Smith is getting targeted a bunch, then uh, Traquan Smith is definitely a must-add in your league. Number six, I have Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz is likely to slot in as the starting tight end for the Cowboys now. Blake Jarwin, who a lot of people had as one of the biggest sleeper tight ends this year, um, he tore his ACL, I'm pretty sure. He's definitely out for the year. I'm pretty sure it was a torn ACL. So Dalton Schultz, we don't know what he is as a player. We don't know what he is as a prospect. We don't know if he's any good. We don't We don't know anything about him. But uh, he could be the starting tight end for the Cowboys. Um, I don't know if I would add him right now. I would wait to see what uh, his snaps are like, what his targets are like before you add Dalton Schultz. But uh, there's definitely a chance if he's the starter in Dallas that he could be fantasy relevant. Number seven, Malcolm Brown. 
So a lot of people, including myself, were, were definitely high on rookie Cam Akers, but obviously they're going to ease Cam Akers in a little bit. They did, I think Malcolm Brown had 18 carries, Cam Akers had 14, but uh, you definitely saw Malcolm Brown get a lot of the touches there. He had 60% snap share, 18 carries, two touchdowns, and three catches as well. And I think Akers will, will be there by the end of the year. I think Akers will get there. Malcolm Brown isn't really a special player, but right now Malcolm Brown knows the offense, and they were giving him the ball a ton during the game Sunday night. So I think Malcolm Brown, if uh, you're in a tough spot with for a flex shot for a flex option, um, if you're in a tough spot with an injury or something like that, if you have guys out, I think Malcolm Brown actually could be a decent start option for a couple weeks here until we see Cam Akers take over the backfield. So number eight, I have Isaiah Ford. Isaiah Ford is on the Miami Dolphins. Isaiah Ford had a 74% snap share in week one, potentially a starter if Devontae Parker has to miss any games. If Devontae Parker is injured, Isaiah Ford's probably going to be a starter. Like I said, 74% snap share, so he's going to be on the field if, if Parker's injured. Last year, Isaiah Ford at the end of the year, had a six-reception game for 92 yards, five-reception game for 68 yards, seven-reception game for 54 yards, and three games as a starter at the end of the year last year. So he has some PPR value for sure, especially if Ryan Fitzpatrick is uh, at quarterback. They're probably going to be losing in most games next week um, against the Bills. You're probably going to see Preston Williams get Tredavious White and then maybe that opens some things up for Isaiah Ford in the game. If Parker's injured, Ford is definitely going to be on the field. He's definitely going to get playing time. I don't know if he's startable right away. You would have to be really desperate to start him in your league. Maybe if in, if you're in like a 14-team league, you can definitely add him and consider starting him. But if you're in like a 12-team league, um, rostering him is definitely an option if you don't have any receiving options. Uh, he, he should have a decent floor, actually. I don't know what the ceiling is, but he could get some snaps. He's definitely going to be on the field and could be a solid fantasy add if Parker is going to have to miss some time. Number nine, we have Russell Gage from the Atlanta Falcons. Russell Gage had nine catches, went over 100 yards. Russell Gage had a few games at the end of last season where he was over 50 yards. Um, not really a super high ceiling, but could provide some value if you have to slide him in your flex option in a PPR league. Definitely uh, consider adding Russell Gage if you're a team that has some wide receiver injuries. If you're if you're one of those teams who has this Mike Evans or Devontae Parker or Michael Thomas or these guys kind of battling these injuries where we don't know if they're going to be healthy for a couple weeks. We don't know if they're going to have to miss time, but we also don't know if these injuries are going to linger for a couple weeks. So yeah, going into number 10. Danny Amendola. Danny, Danny Amendola went 5 for 81 this week. He'll probably be a solid PPR play going forward as long as Kenny Galladay is not playing. He's going to see a lot more significant playing time with uh, Kenny Galladay out, so Amendola could be a solid fantasy option. Number 11, I have Paris Campbell on here. And like I said, these uh, numbers aren't significant. Uh, Paris Campbell isn't the 11th best waiver ad of the week. But uh, I'll get to that at the end. So Paris Campbell is actually probably going to be the highest waiver ad of the week. Paris Campbell had the highest snap share for receivers on the Colts. He played the, the most snaps out of receivers for the Colts. Six catches, uh, 70 targets, or six catches, 70 yards on nine targets, 
So that's good to see. He had nine targets, six receptions. That's awesome. That's a really great game. Um, next week, the Colts, I, I'm pretty sure, get the Jets. And you're definitely going to want to pick up Paris Campbell, start him against the Jets after what we saw the Bills do to the Jets. Uh, for the most part in that game, the Jet, Jets secondary looks really, really bad. So you're going to want to start all, uh, pretty much all fantasy players playing against the Jets. You're going to want to start uh, quarterbacks, receivers, running backs. You're going to want to start everybody against the Jets. They Their secondary looks really poor, so uh, definitely pick up Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell, second-year receiver from Ohio State. We saw already in the first week he got the targets, he got the snaps, and that's all we need to see that, to know that Paris Campbell is going to have a breakout year this year as a sophomore. So get him now before it's too late. Get him on your roster right now this week. Number 12, we have another Colts receiver, Naheem Hines. Uh, running back, not receiver, but uh, Naheem Hines scored two touchdowns in week one. Saw some steady playing time. He's going to see even more playing time now with Marlon Mack likely out for the year. He's going to see some steady receptions, some steady receiving floor. I don't know if I would play him in any league that's not PPR. I, I don't even know if I would play him in half PPR. Maybe if you're if you're super desperate on bye weeks or if you have injuries. Maybe if you have to play him, if you absolutely have to, you can. But uh, Naheem Hines is going to be splitting the touches probably with rookie Jonathan Taylor. So I don't know what Hines' upside is. But uh, if you're desperate, you can definitely get Hines on your team. Maybe throw him in your lineup for a couple weeks. Hopefully he has some high reception games and some high receiving yard games or something like that. But uh, he definitely will see some receiving work. He'll be kind of a third down back, kind of a satellite back that gets some touches and some receptions. So uh, he's definitely going to have a role going forward, and he's worth at least an add in most leagues. Number 13, I have James Robinson from the Jaguars. So James Robinson, undrafted free agent rookie, starting for the Jaguars after they cut Leonard Fournette. And the crazy thing about James Robinson being an undrafted free agent, so first NFL game, no preseason games, no no nothing. Got every single running back carry for the Jaguars. No other Jaguars running back got a single carry. He got all of them, 60 yards as an undrafted rookie. That's a really good game. Jaguars have some uh, some light defenses coming up that they play against. James Robinson could be a decent play, especially in standard scoring leagues that aren't PPR. I think he's going to have 60 – he could have like – 50 60 70 yards every week if they're just going to feed them all the carries could be a solid nice uh nice little floor option i don't know about the ceiling but uh he could be a nice little floor option if he's going to get all the running back touches there and if he's if he can compile 60 yards on the ground as an undrafted rookie then uh, he should just get better as the year goes on and he's definitely worth an add uh, i like james robinson like i said he got every single carry for Jaguars running backs in the game nobody else no other Jaguars running back got a carry in the backfield so uh, James Robinson's going to get all the carries there I don't know about the receptions but he's definitely going to get the carries so uh, if you're one of those people that drafted a lot of wide receivers early you're looking for some running back plays then uh, definitely go get James Robinson get him on your roster you can start him expect some uh, low running back to kind of some some decent floor points there for you. Number 14, I have LaVisca Chenault. LaVisca Chenault, um, rookie on the Jaguars as well. Three catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown. He's a rookie name to watch out for. 
He's not a fantasy starter yet, but it's good to see, like I've said many times on, on the podcast and on, on podcasts before, like if you're a rookie, um, that means you're you're young and you're only like 21, 22 years old. If you can produce as a rookie in the NFL, then that means you're a pretty solid football player to do it at a young age with no preseason too. So LaVisca Chanel scores a touchdown in his first game. That's awesome to see. He's a name to watch out for for going down uh, going down the stretch, going forward for the rest of the year. Lavisca Chenault's a name to definitely watch out for. I wouldn't roster him right now unless you're in a deeper league. But uh, Gardner Minshew definitely looks solid. He had a good game, and Jaguars they were in the game for most of the game, and they ended up winning. So uh, Minshew didn't have to throw as much as we thought the Jaguars were going to have to in the game. But going forward for the rest of the year, you're going to probably see the Jaguars losing a lot, and you're going to see Minshew having to throw more in a comeback mode. So Chenault could benefit from that. Chenault, uh, he's worth a roster spot in deeper leagues, but uh, I don't think he's going to be startable anytime soon. If he is startable, it would be way towards the end of the year when he kind of, if he ends up having like a, a breakout season and uh, starts getting a lot of snaps and targets, he could be fantasy relevant by the end of the year, but right now he's not startable. But it's definitely a name to watch out for. Miles Boykin is my 15th, is number 15 on the list that I have here. So Miles Boykin actually ended up playing the most snaps out of any Ravens wide receiver uh, this week. I know they were up by a lot, so that kind of skews it when uh, you're getting you're kind of getting starters out of there, and you're playing some other guys and, and things like that. But uh, it's still important to note that Miles Boykin played the most snaps out of Ravens wide receivers. He had the highest snap share. He had three catches for 30 yards. But uh, if he's going to be out there all the time, if he's going to lead the lead the team in snaps, then uh, it's definitely worth keeping your eye on him. I don't know if he's worth adding right now. Um, he, he's really not worth adding onto your roster unless you're in a super deep PPR league. But uh, he's definitely a name to – he's definitely somebody to watch. He's definitely a guy to keep your eye on. If he's going to play all uh, all these snaps for the Ravens offense, then he could end up being fantasy relevant. Number 16, I have Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas starting tight end for the Washington football team. Logan Thomas scored a touchdown this week. He had eight targets, which is awesome to see. Eight targets is great for a tight end. That's a that's a really solid game. That's a that's really encouraging for a tight end on a new team like that. So to have to have eight targets in a game as a tight end is great to see. So if you're desperate for tight end, if you need a tight end, maybe you're someone that has like Evan Ingram and you weren't happy with with what Evan Ingram did this week. Maybe if uh, if George Kittle um, George Kittle has some sort of a knee sprain, maybe if they hold George Kittle out next week pick up Logan Thomas, go start Logan Thomas, eight targets, scored a touchdown, could be uh, somewhat fantasy relevant here going forward, especially when uh, in Washington they kind of don't have a set target share distribution. Like, you know McLaurin's going to get his, but you don't. after that it, it's a toss-up. You don't know if it's going to be Steven Sims or whatever. It, it's, it's a toss-up after Terry McLaurin for targets from Dwayne Haskins. So if Logan Thomas is going to get eight targets every game, then he has a really good shot at being a, a sleeper tight end this season. So he's definitely worth an add for anybody that's tight end needy, for anybody that might have George Kittle who might have to miss a week, anybody that's uh, struggling for tight end help right now. Logan Thomas, definitely worth an add. 
Number 17, I have Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard, I think, is must be owned now. I think Dallas Goddard has to be owned in pretty much all fantasy leagues unless you're in like an 8-10 to 10 team league where all the best tight ends are, are like everybody, there's like the top 10 tight ends can be owned and on teams because there's only like 10 teams. But uh, I think Dallas Goddard needs to be owned in pretty much all formats. Dallas Goddard also played a lot of snaps. If these receivers are going to be hurt in Philly again, you're going to see a lot of two tight end sets. You're going to see Ertz and Goddard. And you saw already in week one that Goddard is coming. Goddard's eating into Ertz's workload. Goddard's eating into Ertz's snaps. He's getting targets. He's commanding targets. And he's doing some big things with those targets. So you could see Goddard just continue to ascend if they're going to keep running two tight end sets you're going to continue to see Goddard ascend and there's really no reason why Goddard and Ertz can't be fantasy relevant and be solid fantasy options especially with uh, Jalen Rager he's only a rookie he had like one catch I know we're excited about Rager but he's a rookie Um, Deshaun Jackson didn't do much he's healthy right now but Deshaun Jackson's always an injury risk Elshon Jeffries out so uh, with all this injury risk at receiver for the Eagles you could see them just continue to go with two tight ends and you could see uh, Dallas Goddard and Ertz both be relevant so I think Goddard definitely a must own or at least he should be on a team in your league at this point after week one number 18 I have Benny Snell Benny Snell if James Conner has to miss any time Benny Snell in the Monday night game tonight had 100 yards rushing which is awesome to see I, I think you kind of saw after the first half, once uh, once Big Ben kind of got back into the swing of things, you kind of saw more of that old Steelers offense where uh, you want pieces of this offense. You definitely want pieces of this. Uh, you definitely want pieces of this Steelers offense. And if James Conner has to miss any time, Benny Snell could be a, a major add here. Just keep an eye out on the James Conner situation. Um, they're saying right now that James Conner is optimistic he's going to be able to play next week. It's just a, a lightly banged up ankle. But uh, keep an eye on the situation. I wouldn't go spending any crazy waiver priority or any sort of free agent auction bidding on Benny Snell yet until we have a definitive, something definitive that says James Conner is going to be out. But I would definitely uh, try and get Benny Snell on your team. Definitely put some, some free agent auction money into him. Definitely, if you have like a middle tier waiver ad, go ahead, add Benny Snell. Definitely get Benny Snell on your team. Um, I definitely think, well, you saw tonight in the Monday night game, Benny Snell, if he's the starting back for uh, the Steelers, he can be super effective and be good on the ground, especially moving forward. I think after Big Ben's first game back, I think he came out of it healthy, and you're just going to see going forward, that the offense is going to get better and better as Big Ben gets back into the swing of things even more. So I think once the Steelers' offense continues to get better and improve, whoever the running back for that offense is, like years past, is going to be super fantasy relevant. And if James Conner is going to keep getting injured every week, then uh, Benny Snell could be that guy, the starting running back for the Steelers. And then 19th, I have Corey Davis. Corey Davis, I think he had like four catches for 50 yards at halftime. I'm recording this at halftime of the Broncos game, the uh, Broncos-Titans game. I'm recording this at halftime. Corey Davis has got like four catches for 50 yards. And uh, if Corey Davis is going to be involved, I'm looking at my phone right now. And, oh, never mind. 
My fantasy, my fantasy update said A.J. Boye is out corner for the Broncos. I thought it said A.J. Brown is out, which would be huge for Corey Davis, but uh, A.J. Brown is not out. It's A.J. Boye. But uh, if Corey Davis, if he could, there's no reason why he can't have some sort of a breakout year in his fifth year. Still has top 10, top 5 overall NFL draft capital. So uh, there's no reason why he can't break out and be somewhat fantasy relevant this year too. So those are my top, those are 19 potential fantasy waiver wire additions. And uh, just for a 20th, he should be owned in all leagues, but Deontay Johnson needs to be added in all formats if he's not on a roster. Um, Deontay Johnson had a rough start to the game tonight, but after uh, halftime during the second half, like I said, once Big Ben kind of hit his stride, um, I think Deontay Johnson ended up having like 10 targets, leading the team in targets. So uh, Deontay Johnson, he's a must-add if he's not owned in your league. Definitely a must-add. So just that there's uh, 20 waiver wire guys um, at the end of this here. So I'll give you my most important ones. So most important ones in no specific order. So I think uh, Paris Campbell definitely has to be the number one most important waiver ad this week. Paris Campbell, uh, sophomore receiver, broke out already in week one. I think Paris Campbell has to be the number one waiver ad this week. Number two most important waiver ad. Um, I think it's it's Benny Snell if James Conner is ruled that he's going to be out. If James Conner is going to be out, if they rule that sometime tomorrow, Benny Snell moves immediately up to number one, number two, most important ad. Number three, Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard, like I said, pretty much should and must be owned in all leagues now. Could be a super uh, fantasy-relevant tight end. And if they're going to be two tight end sets, if they can have two tight ends relevant there, and Zach Ertz ever gets injured, then Dallas Goddard is going to explode and be one of the best tight ends in fantasy. So Goddard needs to be owned now. Um, fourth best, I would say, I would say at this point, fourth best would be Malcolm Brown. Uh, Malcolm Brown can be, he can kind of be started as like a secondary flex option at this point after what we saw Sunday night. Uh, I think Malcolm Brown can be started in this Rams offense until we see Cam Akers take over. So he at number four, I would say fourth most important waiver ad would be, um, it would be Malcolm Brown at this point until we see Cam Akers, Cam Akers, excuse me, take over the backfield. So if Malcolm Brown's going to be getting majority of the touches for the running backs for the Rams, then uh, he's he's definitely worth an ad. And we'll go number five most important ad. I think number five, it's a toss-up between Joshua Kelly and, um, well, first of all, before I before I say that, um, like I said, Deontay Johnson should be on a team in every league, but Deontay Johnson would be at the in top five in this list. Chase Edmonds is, would be, like, top five in this list as a must-add. But uh, Chase Edmonds and Deontay Johnson should be owned in your league. They 100% should be owned in your league. So number five most owned will go with uh, it's a it's a kind of a toss up between Josh Kelly, Scott Miller, and Traquan Smith. So if you see that Mike Evans is going to be out, um, if you see Mike Evans or Michael Thomas are going to be out, Scotty Miller and Traquan Smith go immediately up to the to the top five list of most important waiver ads. So keep track of that, especially if you if your waiver period ends this week and you don't see anybody add these guys. Definitely pick them up for free 
if uh, if you if you're monitoring the situation for Evans and Thomas and it's not looking good, then uh, definitely pick these guys up and stash them. Because like I said, these hamstring, these ankle injuries for these guys linger for a few weeks. It's not just a one week injury. So uh, keep your eye out on Scotty Miller. Keep your eye out for Traquan Smith. If Evans and uh, if um, Evans and uh, Michael Thomas are going to be injured. And then some other just honorable mentions, like keep your eye out for Dalton Schultz, starting tight end for the, the Cowboys going forward. Keep your eye out on Jarek McKinnon's workload. Keep your eye out on Joshua Kelly's snap share. See if his snap share gets up anywhere. If Joshua Kelly's snap share gets anywhere up into the, like that 35-40% range, he's, he's going to be potential he's potentially going to be startable in fantasy but for the most part most part uh if you if you really need if you're really desperate in a deep league if you're really desperate for some ppr options go uh russell gage russell gage is a russell gage is a safe option if you're in a deep league and you're super desperate go russell gage and danny amendola i would lean those two guys for sure but uh for for pretty much the general public here pretty much for everybody out there um, for your standard league unless you're in a deep league so this is just uh, lastly for for general leagues out there so I would say most important ads would be like I said just going forward and then honestly I forgot about James Robinson too James Robinson is definitely a solid ad if you need running back on your running back help on your team too so uh, uh, most important ads uh, Benny Snell like I said super important ad if uh, James Conner is going to be out, Paris Campbell, most important ad of the week, number one waiver wire ad. Um, Naheem Hines is in there too as a decent waiver ad. But uh, Dallas Goddard, Benny Snell, two huge waiver wire ads this week. And then, like I said, watch out for Scott Miller and Traquan Smith if Evans and Michael Thomas have to miss time. Keep your eye on James Robinson. Keep your eye on Logan Thomas if you need tight end help. If Goddard's already gone in your league, definitely pick up Logan Thomas. And uh, yeah, that's um, that's pretty much all I got for the first waiver wire show. Let me know if you have any questions. Follow me on Twitter at Casey underscore G14. Um, subscribe to me on YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast. It'd be much appreciated. I'm going to try and do this every week. So uh, thank you for listening. Hope this helps out. Hopefully I can help uh, some people out with some deep waiver wire ads here to help win your league this season. So there's uh, week one waiver wire show. Thanks for listening.